0: So everyone, we're about to head down to London now, film a podcast with J.E. It's going to be a real motivational, real inspirational one. He's a very disciplined man um, and he can't wait to hear his story. I know he's been on a bit of a mad journey in his life, so let's just get straight into the podcast.
1: Now,
2: go on, so we'll take it back.
1: You were at high school. Yeah. Why'd you study?
2: Uh, Well, I did GCSEs and A-levels, so uh, I won't bother you with GCSEs because you don't get much of a choice. No. Nope. I'll give you a bit of Spanish and a bit of French, boys, i tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was that. And then A levels I did English, um, philosophy and ethics, believe it or not, economics and French. But let's not talk about the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Je m'appelle James. But there you go. Yeah. It's about no. as good as yeah, yeah, yeah. No it's way. about as far as my skills got. No, but I, 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 was, I was disciplined at school. Yeah. I was never a messer. Like, I got thrown out, I was in and out. Front of newspapers for doing stuff at school I shouldn't be, but I always had a, a clear mindset I was going to yeah. smash it.
0: What was you? What was like your plans after like college and stuff like that?
2: So I didn't have my career. I never had a period where I've had my career mapped out. I didn't wake up as a kid and go, you know, Mum or Dad, I want to be a fireman or something. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to make cash. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a nice car, and I knew that cash was the way to get there. And as I was younger, before car was even a possibility, or old enough to drive, I was like, I want those shoes, or I want that jacket. Yeah, yeah yeah i I want the nice things so and i knew that money was the thing that stood in the way of that and i was brought up in a way that if you want it go and get it whatever shape or form go and get it because you're not getting bought it so it's take it or leave it kind of thing so and you know my twins similar mindset we both knew what we wanted and we had to figure out the way to get there there wasn't a blueprint there isn't for a lot of people not when you're a kid um but you know you, you find your feet and you know that you've got to get on the ladder in one way shape or form or just be happy with the with less things in life but that wasn't really an option
0: no. so what did you do so after college was was you working like first as soon as you left high school and stuff like that that like part time job
2: so from the age of 12 yeah. 13 before the age of legally being able to work um, I worked again a lot of this is echoed with what my brother did but we worked in a corner shop yeah we were just stacking the the advertising um, materials into the, into the newspapers yeah. yeah for 2 or 3 pounds so get up at right. like 4:35 in the morning walk to the paper shop together and walk out with two or three pound coins in our hands, like gold, like it's gold. But we were like, yes, you know what I mean. It's all relative at that age. Yeah. we were finding oh, yeah. Yeah. of money. At that yeah, our oh, parents just... were crazy. Like that wasn't okay. <laughs> it was pitch black. We were, ki- we, were, we were kids, but we were off and came home with the three quid. But the three quid was six quid, nine quid, twelve quid, <laughs> yeah. eighteen quid. It was stacking, and that was the principle behind it.
0: So was that like your first ever job? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing there?
2: Literally 12, 13 before I could even really and... work.
0: It's mad. So (laughs) that's insane to be fair though. That shows the motivation though, realistically. So like from there, what happens then? So did you keep getting other jobs and stuff like that? Yeah, so from that
2: age, obviously I was still at an age where it was like limited. I couldn't really technically work. Most people think you couldn't work, but I was like, no, I'm going to graft. So... First employed role I went into, I like did anything, cleaning, um, stacking retail shops at night, security, um, you name it, I'd do it. I had a paper round, I used to do a paper round, i do multiple paper rounds for the local paper. The more adverts you put in the paper, so again, back to that stacking, that was my skill at that age, putting things in, <laughs> leaflets, free chewing gums in with the newspaper, it all added to how much I got paid. So I was just ramming the papers, shoving them through letterboxes, knowing I'd get more money. So I smashed that, I used to do two paper rounds a week. People used to laugh at me. I was like, I remember being of an eight, a teenage age where I was going out and doing stuff and I still had that paper around on top of other things because I could do it in my own time because it was the local paper. Yeah. So as long as it was done by the end of the week. So I'd go out at like whatever time in the morning or night. It was a little bit embarrassing. I looked a bit cringe. I'm rolling my little Leon <laughs> bag thing and people, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. people are trying to get rude, you know? So yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, cool. I've got to do this out of hours. So I was just doing that. But again, I knew each week that was extra money in the account on top of everything else.
0: And, like, the sole purpose of that was, like, it was you just, like, that focused and, like, that motivated to, like, just make as much money as possible. like from
2: Yeah, like, if you look at it, people will be like, well, where do you get motivation from? I'm sure we'll touch on it. But I just wanted money. yeah Like, I just wanted cash. That paid me cash. And I knew I could do that. And I knew I could add that. And I could do that. I didn't have a blueprint. I didn't have a clue of what was coming next. I was like three bags full. Give me a bit of that. I have that. Yes, I have that. Do you want to do this cleaning job? Yeah. Do you want to change these bins at this event and wheel this around and do that and lift this? Yeah, I'll do it. Nothing was below me. Like I was like, I'll do it.
1: Was you just filling up your day with stuff, to you Yeah,
2: just smashing the granny out of it. Yeah, I, did, I didn't care. It was nonstop, relentless. Like nothing's really changed apart from like the pay grade or the amount I'm yeah. able to earn or the skill sets I acquired as I became more educated or the things that I invested in and, and, and went on to do. So, But the mindset was the same. And and if I'm if if I track it back to an age where like I was brought up in a household where my mum my had come from a family where they lost everything overnight. Yeah. And she she moved from up north to London when she was sixteen living on her own. So she she always brought me and Tom up in a way that was, you know, nothing tomorrow's not promised from a financial perspective. Yeah. And I know it's no. not from a health reason uh, way as well, but if you if you want something, you need to understand the value of money. So when I was at school, like for example, everyone had these base loafers. Mm. I'm sure of my age. I probably, sure <laughs> yeah. probably think what's base what's base? <laughs> no idea. Okay, but there were a pair of loafers again. Okay? Yeah. Now back in the day they were probably 50-60 quid. Yeah. Yeah, so now yeah. you're probably thinking oh it's not a huge amount of money but back then it was a lot of money. Yeah. My mum was like you will get school shoes, yeah. And so me and Tom were getting US brass as the school shoes. <laughs> they were 11 pounds 49. I'll never forget it. And they had the red and the green sticker like kickers. <laughs> yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, their exactly. juke, their rip off. Yeah. Now if it wasn't for the fact that me and Tom at school were naughty and people didn't really like to be rude to the pair of us because there was two, yeah, well, four yeah, fists, yeah, not yeah. two. <laughs> we, we were wearing fake kickers, really, yeah, as the kickers. Yeah. But that was what my mum was like, you will have school shoes on my mother. I'll look after you, yeah? yeah? If you want the bases, go and buy the bases. And I've got to find the extra 45 quid or whatever it was. So I'll go and earn the 45 quid to the point that I was so treasured over like the money I'd spent on them. I wouldn't wear them to school. So I'd get the bus and I had a long walk as well. And it wore down the hill on the leather. And I was like, these cost me, you know, a lot of money. So I'd wear my trainers to school. The bases would be in my bag. And I get to the school gates, and I transition because I was like, "This is this is gold to me." Like at the time, it's all relative, but at the time, that was like that was my achievement, mate. That was like someone wearing a bling necklace. That was like I've got the bases, boys. The other people I went to school with, the parents bought them, just like that. Mum, I want them. Dad, I want them. But it, was, it wasn't the same for me. And one day, I left them on the bus because I was preserving them, and then my bag was full, and I put them on the seat next to me because I hadn't worn them. And that hit me. And okay, it's fifty quid. We can all look at fifty quid now. I still would be livid if I lost fifty quid, but that because i'd earned it and bought it myself and it wasn't my parents money i was beside myself it's like you, you gotta look after your possessions like you you know like simple like things that have stuck with me for life but i just installed a great like value of money for me from the thing i'm still like that today i'll penny pinch on not even penny pinch but i'll be very like astute with what i buy and where i look and, and how much i spend on things and don't want to get ripped off on anything and that's from that 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 upbringing where it's like if you want it because then I knew what it was worth, otherwise it was just like monopoly You're just taking money. care
1: of your belongings, aren't you?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, just key principles
0: that were installed. So everyone, just a gentle reminder to sign up to the UK's greatest side hustle, sneaker reselling, air fryer reselling, basically we resell anything that's got a profit on it. And if you want to learn about products that are coming out, when they're coming out, so you can buy them, sell them for a profit, link is in the description. And they're obviously really important, and I can imagine that's probably like a massive, like, reason for your success and stuff like that you know all these things that have like come from so little and stuff like it's, it's insane and it's mad how them things actually like you know make you who you are today and stuff like that so yeah. going on from there you know obviously you're churning literally relentlessly yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. churning
2: away mate I was buying from a market yeah so I was yeah. buying multi-packs yeah in fact my mum put me and my brother into business yeah so she would go to a market and buy multi-packs of, of biscuits crisps yeah. whatever and deal us and say right this cost a fiver yeah so she gave give it to us at cost from the market. Yeah, and they're not yeah. for resale packs, but we were just hustling in the classroom, yeah, yeah, punting yeah, yeah, out. Yeah. Stuff wasn't allowed in the tuck shop because it made people hyped, like smarties or whatever. So we were like, yeah, cool, two for a five, whatever. Just punting yeah, them out, yeah, just yeah, selling yeah. it all. With all these kids, with rich kids, with the parents' money, we we're just doing that. Coming back, <laughs> regrouping, giving our mum like, the money back the fiver, keep the profit, go again, mum, get a small stock. Just like you name it, we were making money out of it.
1: That's insane. My grandma used to do the same thing for me. So she'd go and buy it from all like the cheap shops yeah, and that, yeah. like farm foods and whatever, and I'd just go and sell it.
2: Yeah, mate, it's the way.
1: But also, if you think about it as a
2: principle, like we can joke about it in this room, but as a principle, it's just a very simple one, isn't it? Multiple income streams. 100%. Other rich kids were like, sort of like laughing, thinking, oh, you're only making a five quid? Don't worry about that, mate. Nah, it's 10 times five today. Nah, that's 50. Yeah, that's yeah. my <laughs> basis. But, yeah, <laughs> see how it works, you yeah, know? One day. So yeah, but but it's, it's, it's key principles that stick with and then they, they kind of, over time, they they escalate. Mm.
0: Where do you think you got them from? So was your mum, like, was she kind of like, business, like hustler minded, obviously, like, did she come to you with the
2: idea of like, you guys was going to go
0: sell stuff in school and stuff? No, it,
2: was, it wasn't it was even that, like, the, the sweet idea I think was her, because she's just from that like, mindset where she's yeah. gonna, like, try and make money out of anything. So yeah. she, she, she was like, well, I don't have to give my kids money yet. Or I yeah. might have been in a position to give the kids money if I can arm them with something that allows them to make their own money. So yeah. that was that, but um, more just from a general principle that was like if you if we wanted something unless it was a necessity clothes on our back or food on our plate it wasn't going to materialise anywhere else mm. so that's kind of like how how it was installed and we always I don't know where I got the mindset or the thought process that i want a nice car well just being a young lad like yeah. stereotypical young lad like most young little kids would be like dad ferrari or whatever like yeah you know, probably like yeah cars like we loved it like yeah, so literally. that wasn't really put in our head or anything my parents never had anything flashy at all so it wasn't like i grew up around it, it was just a young lad wanting the things that you know were seen to be cool or seen to be aspirational and that's i guess ingrained in it. if you asked 108 year olds did they prefer a ferrari or a Dacia Sandero, they probably say Ferrari. Why? Because I don't
0: know. It's just genetics. Yeah, is it? I don't it know. Like, just answer. what we've been learned learned around. Yeah, yes. It's like when I would see a Ferrari go past when I was young. I was like, "Ah, well, someday I'm gonna have that." Like, you yeah. know, you just kind of like pick it up. And I feel like some people just kind of pick it up, but like other people, they probably see it as well. They might even be working a normal job and still and stuff like that. But like they probably think the same way. And it's just about like going out and getting. Like like you said, it's about like you know, if you want these things, you just got to go out and get them. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: hundred percent. And and I think. I've got a personal thought about a lot of people's... A lot of people have got the want. Yeah, they've got the want. They've got the desire. We, most people have. And don't get it wrong. I can tell you categorically straight face, the only thing that actually matters is health and family. Like, I actually don't care if I have a nice car. Like, I'm not lost in this world. Like, I don't care for it that much. It's not that deep. But I want it, but I appreciate where it sits in my life. And, and you know, I've been through enough stuff in life to understand that that stuff is actually... Like fundamentally irrelevant. If I can have it, excellent. I'll work towards it. But if it wasn't there, I wouldn't wouldn't lose my mind. But I think a lot of people they'll talk it, they'll repost motivational quotes, they'll do this. But if you actually like analyze what they're actually doing, they're tire kicking. They're wasting their time. Yeah. They're just talking the talk and the waffle. But they're not prepared to actually fundamentally go and do the first stepping stone that's going to allow them to go there because they're too lazy. Yeah, for
1: sure. that's, that's fundamentally what it is That first stepping stone's normally the hardest, like. It's yeah. mundane. To get, the ball, to get the ball rolling for people, yeah. that's normally the hardest thing, but that's also the thing yeah. that gets the ball rolling at the end of the day. The
2: fact that people will send you a message online and say, mate, how do I make money? Mate, how do I stay motivated? It's not, it's not a simple answer. No. It's not one stepping stone. <laughs> if it was, we'd all be sitting in this room, in multi-millionaires, Literally. not working. Actually, like, it's crazy, but people it's, have this it's back, though that's just gonna fall in their lap one day, and yeah, yeah to yeah. find it on Instagram, or to repost a lie saying mm. you can do what you want to do, and suddenly <laughs> find this inspiration. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, and they look at these motivational speakers that are successful, but they're making their money from selling you a dream, yeah. they but do. they're lost in this social media web. It's it's, it's it crazy.
1: Social media is like massively. Yeah, it's on that, wild. Like, it's like messaging wild. you, you're not just gonna like literally DM them back, like a 10-step method of how to make a million pounds yeah. in like two weeks. Like, But I really is, happen. I won't, but the next guy will <laughs> yeah, and 100%. is,
2: yeah. and is playing that game and telling you, you can make a million if you come on my three-week course. Yeah, sure. You won't. It's never going to happen. It's no, otherwise happen. everyone yeah, to do yeah, it. Yeah. Like the the closest I come, I do one-to-one mentorship and consultancy. Yeah. The businesses, I work in, inside other companies on board with them and I offer that, but it's realistic advice. I'm not sat there giving motivational yeah, speeches no. and I'm brutally honest and actually to the point where if, within the first consultation with a client, if I think that they don't have the mindset or they have something, an idea that they're trying to pursue that I, from a personal perspective, doesn't mean that they're wrong. But if I don't believe in it or don't believe in them, yeah. I'm not taking their money. percent, Yeah, for sure. For their sake, but also for me, it's soul destroying. It just kills brain cells. Yeah,
1: literally just, you're wasting your own time at that point. Like Precisely. But yeah. I could
2: go and take their money and take them to the cleaners, yeah. but that's just not how I am. Yeah. You're Obviously. not going to see an impact from that though. At the end no, of the day. and I want to be proud of what they've achieved. As a, yeah. as a kind of testimony to what I'm able to do because they're living their business and their development through me. So if I know it's deemed or um, near certain to fail, then I just look like an idiot at the end of it because they're going to ultimately think, well, oh, I paid this guy all this money and it's not worked. And I'm saying, well, mm. oh, I knew it wasn't going to work. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> there's no, there's no yeah, way. Well, it, I'm a short-term winner, but it's not, it's not a clean-hearted way to behave. Yeah. 100%. And you've got,
0: cause you've got a conscience and stuff like that as well.
2: Yeah, and you need it? longevity. Yeah, 100%. These people come and go often in these industries, but there's a reason why they're not there for long.
1: So when you went to then study to become a liar, didn't you?
2: Yeah. So when I was, I'll keep it. I'll keep it as uh, as professional as possible. When I was a teenager,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: and I'll blame Tom as well. Let's just say <laughs> neither of us were particularly well behaved, yeah, mm-hmm. and we were in trouble—various descriptions of trouble. Mm-hmm. But we always knew that we wanted to be successful, yeah, and we found ourselves. In various situations, but ultimately, nearly always, through a desire to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're still united by the same thing. But maybe you, you had good intentions at the start. Best intentions, yeah. financial intentions. But sometimes that's not a good excuse. <laughs> mm. But anyway, we both made a decision throughout school. Was like school is a means to an end. Yeah. I didn't have a huge, I didn't intention. I didn't, I didn't go down the drug route. It was too expensive to do drugs. It was a waste yeah. of money. I wanted to make money. A lot of yeah. people I was at school with were overprivileged, did drugs, went off achieve nothing and just mush heads now so i was always like i want to do well at school i want to do well because i feel that and i don't think it is necessarily the case now but back then i thought well i've got a better chance of doing well in life if i do well at school yeah. simple and that's how it was and i don't i'm not saying to people out there that haven't got the grades they want that that's necessarily the case but that's how i thought at the time um and it's only a good thing to think and so i was in and out of trouble for various things And i was maybe linked maybe not linked interested in the law mm-hmm and I was like, I need to get out of London. I need to get out of the friendship group I'm in because I didn't hang around with anyone from my school. I just hung around yeah. with people from my area and surrounding areas, and you know, found myself in mischief. Yeah. Older people, um, not necessarily, yeah, mixed mixed group, yeah. just a big group of people doing whatever. So then I was like, well, I'm interested in law. I've worked nonstop at school. I'm not naturally, I wouldn't say I'm naturally like an academic. person. Tom, my twin, is he's insanely bright. Like at school, he will nail it without having to put in so much work. Whereas I was like, I can get the grades, but I've got to knuckle down and think about mm-hmm. this. You know what I mean? I was suspended for my GCSEs because I weighed someone in just being an idiot at school. So <laughs> like, it was all a bit wild, but and then I was like, right. So I was like, right. I'm going to go to university. I'm going to go to the best university I can go to, following the same mindset that I want to get the best grades possible from the best university, best degree to give myself the best opportunity to go yep. and do what I wanted to do, yeah. which was be a criminal barrister. At that point, I had a clue what I wanted to do. Now, my reasoning for being interested in that might have been a bit untoward at the time. I like to understand allegedly why it is or how it is that someone may be able to exculpate themselves from trouble. Yeah. I yeah. found that interesting, fascinating, that side of the law. So I went to university. I never looked around the uni. I just went, I got straight A's in, at A levels and I was like, I will go to the best university for law that I can. I don't need to look around it because yeah. it's irrelevant. I'm there for a purpose. Yeah, the yeah. purpose is to get a grade from a good Machine. uni. Machine. Yeah, so I was like in the zone. But Oxford and Cambridge, technically with the grades I had, I could have gone to Oxbridge. Mm-hmm. I just knew that when I went into that interview room, not in an, well, I, they may have accepted me, but I strongly yeah, yeah, doubt yeah. they would have yeah. accepted me. Yeah. But I also knew that I had to have a little bit of balance in university, and no disrespect, I just didn't think that was the place for me. Yeah. So I went sense. to Nottingham University, which at the time and still is now is one of the most you know superior places to do law. So I got my grades, I packed my bag, my parents drove me up there. I've never looked around that place in my life. I've never been to Nottingham in my life. I've never looked around the campus. I just ticked the boxes, did the form, and thought. It is what it is. Rocked up with a bag on my back, turned up, and everyone was like, Oh, yeah, you chose this hall because of XY. I said, I don't even know what a hall is. I'm just <laughs> here to do it. I'm here for my degree. Do you know what like, I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, it didn't really occur to me. I wasn't like the uni guy. I didn't think I was going to go there, but I just thought it was like, That's the thing I need to do at yeah. the
1: time. You're doing your purpose. Yeah. Dude. So yeah. I rocked
2: up there and I was like, Man, I was a kid. I was so immature. Like, the, f- the first week on my own, I'm just throwing bread rolls around, like, <laughs> bouncing off people's heads, like, just being a little toe rag just like but i was still like i was focused but i was a kid i was just an idiot right (laughs) anyone listening to this that knows me from back then i'm i do apologize and i just got into sort. (laughs) i found myself in trouble again just messing about But i was doing my work yeah and i went to every single lecture but all these other loads of other people like hung over couldn't be bothered to get up for lectures and i was like i am paying money to be here so i'm going to my lecture so i never ever missed a lecture just simple things but then Mm. so i did my study i did my work i made sure that i was you know doing what i needed to do to get to where i want to yeah, went out, yeah, I enjoyed myself, yeah, messed around, but always had that fundamental, I need to come out of this place with what I set out to achieve, which is the best that I can achieve from it. To the point that everyone was like, oh, you go to every lecture, don't you? And I was like, yeah can I buy the notes of you? So at the end of the year, <laughs> I, I, took laptop, I took my laptop to the lectures and I yeah. remember a few people were like, oh, why don't you get your laptop? I'm like, mm, chill chill out. It's a Dell. I need a wheelbarrow for it. Is that, <laughs> like, everyone else got like new Macs. I'm uh, wheeling a Dell in. Like it was horrendous. I have to get there 16 minutes early just Because it was just a load, of, yeah. On one tail, like dial up internet costing me a penny a minute. Like it wasn't the thing. But I'm like, donk, donk, donk. But anyway, so at the end of the year, I had a full set of lecture notes, which was valuable. Yeah. So... Basically, people are, oh like, they didn't really know me, but they were like, man, oh, you know, I was like, yeah, cool. Like, we can, we, we can deal with this. We can deal some notes here. Like, so I'm selling <laughs> lecture notes. And then there's this guy who was a, this is a little bit immoral, not from my perspective, from the guy <laughs> that did it. So there was a lovely girl on the course who was partially cited and huge respect to her because it's not an easy degree and, and, and you know, fair, fair enough to her. But she had a note, an allocated note taker who was a paid role to come mm-hmm. in and take notes on her behalf. His name was James as well. He's a fraudster. Anything, uh, <laughs> so he used to come and he used to type. We have like typing MVB looking at me like, and he can touch type <laughs> and I'm like donking away like a meathead. Yeah? But we're getting what we need to do done. Anyway, I could see he couldn't be bothered. He's in it yeah. for the bread. He's in it for the money. And he said to me, I do, like polite guy, I do beg your pardon. Like one day, James introduced himself and said, I'm James as well. He said, well, we're both doing the same thing. So do, do you think you could send me your lecture notes? I said, yeah, cool. No problem at all. I'll send you the notes, but hang on a second, mate. You're being paid bread to be here. So we need to talk. <laughs> we need to subcon- you can subcontract to me. Yeah. You can cream a bit in the middle. Like, but we're not doing, I'm not I'm not here for a charity service, boy. <laughs> I've got rent to pay. <laughs> I've got bread rolls to throw at people's heads. <laughs> They're not coming free. So anyway, so, anyway, so I've done a deal with him. And we, 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 you know, and I made money from going to lectures, but just anything. Much. And at university, yeah. the first thing I did, I went and got a job. So I worked for Virgin Active, went and got a job. I worked for a nightclub. Um, and even working for the nightclub, all these people are like, oh, I'm a nightclub promoter. Like, Whatever, I was like, cool. Made business cards of Vista Print. It cost me like two pound eighty. Yeah, just went out like on my push bike round the whole of campus. Yeah, just chucking them under people's doors. And all of the guys that sold tickets only sold within the halls, mm-hmm. like in the, the the rooms in the halls. And I was like, nah, that's poor business sense. Like this <laughs> campus is there's fourteen halls. Full campus is This is wild. <laughs> yeah, it's great And people are lazy at uni. They lose. They lose the plot. they yeah, like, can't yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. move out their room. So I was just this little roadman going around on my push bike. And they just send me a message, and I delivered the, the the club tickets. It rain, snow, whatever. I'm just a reliable <laughs> Mac on. So I became the like intercontinental wholesaler, like so. And I, and I renegotiated with the club. I was like, mate, I'm not doing this for fifty a ticket because I, I've got expenses here. I've got my push bike. <laughs> like I'm putting in hours. Yeah, it's a quid a ticket. We're not dealing stuff like and I'm picking up all your loose ends. So just give me a quid a ticket. Going back then, mate, I was doing a lot of tickets for this club. Like across the campus, I was doing. I'd do 100, 200 quid and. It, that's all right money. That's yeah, decent. Put yeah, yeah. Like, in perspective, Frosty Jack Cider, which would get you smashed before a night out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. was three quid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was paying my rent from that and my little notes Mass- It was fine. It was comfy. <laughs> And then I had Virgin Active. I'd go there at like 5am and smash out my early shift at Virgin. What,
1: are you, what were you doing there?
2: Lifeguarding it, a swimming pool there. Oh, yeah probably been a dog as well but that's separate but <laughs> so i was working there but i was like right i'm not paying gym membership yet, so i'm gonna get a job to get free gym membership that will offset my cost nicely does it and a gym that i wouldn't have otherwise paid to go to think, at
1: this time you actually like actively going to the gym like when did you yeah, i started
2: i started gym at uni yeah
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah didn't didn't go there before i was quite just naturally quite skinny and i just don't know i was I, I didn't even really think about it i got to uni and there's a couple of guys in good shape in the summer and i remember looking at them thinking I, I'd never had a thought about it. I didn't
1: even oh, yeah, there wasn't yeah. even a
2: thought in my head how I looked without a top on I just thought what well, is what it like, did, no I didn't even think it is what it is I didn't, yeah. didn't even think about it I remember being there in the summer thinking I look a bit skinny here. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 this is a bit wild like I need to yeah there's a point yeah, so that's yeah. what made me go to the gym vanity then I was like I need to sort this out and I came back after a term and my brother was like why didn't you tell me <laughs> <laughs> and i I I'd put on I wasn't a monster but i know we were similar yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. he was like you won't use a word why didn't you tell me snake me like and i was like oh like, sorry like and he's like so now like and then he started and then it was just like that was brothers and yeah, competition like stuff so um but yeah yeah started doing gym at uni yeah and so i'd do an early shift i'd cycle like four or five miles to my job and then go straight from there to my lectures i'd turn up at lectures like doesn't matter what the weather was i was soaked muddy whatever because
1: it's yeah, yeah, not yeah. just in the yeah. summer
2: is it like i remember walking in with the dell laptop Full waterproof Like people looking at me, like because a lot of the people that did law as well, like if not in a judgmental way, they were quite privileged people, yeah. like yeah, from, yeah. from families that had done that stuff before. I had a shaved head. Like th- th- I walked in and people used to. I used to feel uncomfortable. It's yeah.
1: It's like a suit and tie job, really. Yeah. It, so like,
2: so doing the degree, I didn't feel comfortable like with the people around me. But I thought, no, I am who I am and doing what I'm doing. like, need, like this is normal to me, maybe yeah. not to you. And then people sort of like, I made a good friendship group of people that were. Maybe people that I thought at the beginning wouldn't be people that would be receptive, but actually were really nice, decent people underneath it all. But maybe we weren't that aligned. So I did the uni, uni thing. I spent three years at Nottingham University, did my undergrad, got a two-one. Um, only one person got a first, like really? so. Like two-one was good. Yeah, it was like everyone got. I think one got two. One got a first. Forty-four got a two-one. The rest got. Two twos, thirds, and fails, and there was 300 in the year. So that I was really like, Yeah, yeah I've, cool. I've, I've I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, 18 hours in the library, it wasn't, yeah. I'm not going to make out, it, it was easy. It was, it was hell on yeah. earth, you know.
0: And especially grinding everything out and sending out tickets. You're washing
2: <laughs> in the library sink, you're not leaving that place. <laughs> yeah. Like, you used to walk in there and people were having like a sink wash. <laughs> oh, like, is, it man. was wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it but I, yeah, did, did that and got, got the grades for that. And it was, you know, that was, that was a massive milestone in my life. I was like, That's cool. Um, and then I, um, the next stage to qualify as a barrister, which is when what I went on to do was to go to to law school after that Mm -hmm. for a year. Um, And I got, I applied for a scholarship. There was a scholarship available from different, I won't go into it because it'll bore people, but there's different inns of courts if you want to be a barrister. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to join one of them as part of the the pomp and ceremony of being a barrister. It's still still quite old, antiquated stuff. So I did that. And that was wild as well, mate, because like I went to law school and day one I turned up in a tracksuit. Mm. Now, everyone else turned up with wheeled bags, three piece suits, pocket imagine. watches, pocket squares, and like, you know, a monocle. <laughs> so then I'm like, am I in the wrong place? Or did I not get the email? Like, I feel uncomfortable again. Yeah, like, yeah, not yeah. again. <laughs> like, but I'm here to do my thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, did I need a wheel bag? So anyway, I was looking at all the tutors, thinking, right. And they had the names on there. There was a woman called Stacey, and she looked really normal. Just like, just yeah. like mumsy, you know, like, yes, <laughs> yeah. big up Stacey, yeah? so Tracy sorry so I went up to her and I was like I'm so sorry like really polite like I'm here for the course believe it or not like <laughs> I'm not here to fight people like I'm here to do the <laughs> course like did I miss something because I, I, I do apologise if I'm in their wrong attire like it's rude it's day one you know like I don't want you to hate she said don't worry they're all idiots like I was like boom yes <laughs> <But> <laughs> straight anyway, in long story cut short she was a criminal barrister and that's what I wanted to do and a lot of the other guys wanted to be like corporate barristers yeah. A bit more bit anyway so as the course went on like I didn't really have I'd happily say, not through being a loner. I just didn't really have anyone I aligned with. Yeah. Of the course, they weren't yeah, my yeah, kind yeah. of people. No disrespect to them. They they felt the same about me. So I just made my own friendship group in and around the locals around Nottingham, whatever. Yeah. But I'd got a scholarship to go to that law school. So I got an eleven thousand pound check to yeah. go there off my own merit. Applied for, went to an interview with twelve people in a boardroom. Um, senior politician, one of them like serious big hitter yeah. names. Like, and I, I didn't have that much. Comp- I had self belief, but I felt like I've turned up again i've got holes in my ear like ear piercings so i took them out i've got a shaved head i've turned up in a not in a three-piece suit i didn't feel against the other people in the waiting room yeah if these people are judgmental i don't stand a chance is how yeah, i felt yeah, yeah. but i was like no i'm gonna nail it like yeah. like i'm gonna nail this so i went in there and did what i needed to do but just little things like i was happy to communicate like i shook every one of the 12 people's hands like i didn't judge yeah. anyone like a lot of the other guys were sort of just Robots, yeah. They, they, yeah, they didn't have social experience of life, they were. And I was like, I'm doing a profession where I'm going to be in a cell with someone that's murdered someone, yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah, yeah or, or someone that's done something, you know, whatever. So I was like, No, they need that in the profession, they need someone that's, you know, but I also had a past to me that had to be disclosed,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. which is which is difficult, yeah, yeah, for
0: sure, but it shows that you're like incredibly determined and yeah. like you know, it shows everything else, like the motivation and like you know, what you're willing to do to achieve your goals Mm. is like next level and it's like when people probably ask like, you know, what does it take, you know, like that is a fucking example of like an insane ethic, like an insane, like it's literally like,
2: self-belief is a big thing, confidence, but I wouldn't say, I wouldn't come out of there and say I was confident to say I've got the money, like the scholarship. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think, but I was like, I believe in myself enough to put myself forward. And what I'm saying is, is true to the word. I was like, I am interested in this profession. What I want to do, I'm passionate yeah. about you know, helping other people that find themselves in these situations and you know, justice prevailing and all that kind of thing. And I got the scholarship and people couldn't believe it. Like the, the, the other people on the court. yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you <laughs> Mr. Shay, they got that. And I was like, chill. Yeah, I got it, man. It's good. Everyone's cool. My course is free. I'm <laughs> I said, yeah. you know, I got the Lord I Award after Lord Uthwap. what's that means nothing to you just means I'm a big man (laughs) (laughs) Um, so but do you know what that gave me the biggest vote of confidence in life I was like okay cool all this stuff I've ever thought about someone judging you for your looks don't forget I've had some wild hairstyles and things where people will judge F you it's in here so whoever people are wherever they're from and all that stuff and the other lad that got it was a local from Nottingham who had a a, a fairly extensive uh, background in and out of trouble Um, and again like happy to say he was again up against the same thought process he was a young yeah. black lad and he thought oh I've been in trouble before shaved you know whatever like haircut doesn't look like yeah. Edwin outside you know I'm of ex-ethnicity although it was fairly represented to be fair by the board that we had but again he had that preconception I was like, yeah hey, got it yeah. got one he got a scholarship as well That's it. so I think a lot of the time a lot of people will look at a situation and think like it's the way they're thinking about it that will then mean that they behave in a way that isn't how they yeah. should be behaving because they've got chip on the shoulder or back up against the wall. Then they convey themselves in a way that doesn't actually reflect who they are and how they should have, which ruins it.
1: They're almost writing their own their own outcome.
0: Exactly. Do you think that that's like one of the most important things, like determining your success and stuff like that? Is that like your self belief and like obviously not like saying oh I'm definitely getting a scholarship, but just like believing that you're going to go in there, give it your best shot, and literally do everything in your power. To, you know to try and make it yeah. work as best yeah, as
2: possible. Yeah, 100%. Well. Like we've touched on a few key things in life about like value of money and stuff. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. And also, <clears> I'm just a believer in life, like with exams and stuff, people get so stressed out. Don't get me wrong, I was like, going bald. I was so stressed. But, if you've given something, you're genuine or I've revised 18 yeah. hours. I could physically not do anything more. Yeah. i roll in there, not confident I'm going to smash it at all. Because like I said, I'm yeah. not academic. But I would leave there knowing, James, you've done your best. 100%. If it's a fail, it's a fail, mate. Yeah. And you haven't done well enough. Maybe you can revise a, a way of revising this better or yeah. optimize something. But I could walk out of there knowing whatever the grade was was reflective of what I deserved. Hundred percent insane.
1: It makes you happy at the end of the day, though, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it does because it's it's less stressful. I'm like I couldn't like I don't have guilt attached to it. Yeah. I can't do any more about this.
0: So going on from like being there, so obviously you go through like this barrister, the yeah, law yeah. school and stuff like that. So you become like a qualified barrister and yeah. stuff like that. Did you go into a barrister job after that?
2: Yeah, so the way that worked was just to give you like an like yeah. final like ending to that. During that year in law school, you would have to, because I was living in Nottingham still, I'd have to come down 12 times for 12 dinners. And when I say dinners, you imagine like pomp and ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the point where you would be sat there and I'm talking like two, 300 people having dinner, like as posh as you can imagine yeah. times eight. <laughs> and they had all these old school like rules and things that still go on now so nice. the tables would start banging and a, a judge would stand up yeah like this and they'd say you stand up in front of everyone mad tell us a joke really you tell what? a joke that doesn't offend or isn't prejudicial you can't like no one in this mad. room can tell one that's fair yeah and these like traditions up, that they're just bringing forward or sing. wow What? so it was brutal it was brutal like and and character building I don't like that expression but you had to get to the point where and it's a profession where you have to be on ball like you can't when you're in court there's no turning around and saying oh what do you think mate it's you and the judge like you need to speak or you and the defendant so that was the kind of thing where I had to learn how to be whether it was you guys in this room 500 or 500,000 people so. (laughs) Is what it is. That's I'm going to nail it. Like, I have to nail it. I don't have a choice. I can't cry, can't go running, can't do anything, can't turn around, got to deal with it. Or give us a debate, death penalty, go. And you're up against a judge in front of 300 people.
0: And then what? So you have to, like, kind of pass all these meals kind of thing? Yeah, well,
2: that wasn't even pass or fail. That's just character yeah, destruction. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Like, that's like, do you have the beans to do this? Mad. Yeah, like, because no. if you don't have the beans, you're going to crumble because yeah. you're going to get found out. Like, so... You know, and I used to, and, and and those were all kind of things that added a little bit of kind of like strength to my character over time where then I could, you know, like we'll come on to it. But I, I don't practice law anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm confident to go into a room, whoever you are, so long as I'm not talking BS, as long as I'm comfortable and I've prepared what I'm talking about and talk to you like wholeheartedly. I don't care who you are. And I don't have that level of, I'll stand on a stage, but don't care. Because I've been through that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Although like, could I have made my success if I didn't do the bar? Yeah, but I've learned a lot of stuff along the way and been thrown in the deep end, which which is like valuable life skills. Hundred percent. It
0: just—I can't believe they even do that.
2: That's, that's no, mad. mad. Why? Like, is it just like a tradition? This brother. Yes, it's tradition. It's wild. Okay, no, I mean it doesn't make any sense. You've got to come down and eat a meal with a load of like pomp and ceremony and people on benches like and people man. you would probably in respect not mix with.
1: Are you still in tracksuit at this point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mate, you won't you won't coming through the door if you're in No, I had to dress up. Don't get me wrong, I was in the cheapest Tesco suit. But, uh, had a bit of a rig then, so the, the, the Tesco suit F and F finest was looking kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. And go one size down on the jacket. Always oh, does. <laughs> looks, people are like Is that tailored. And I'm like, yeah, thirty-eight yeah. yeah, chest, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Cash. People used to yeah, even stuff like that. People are like, oh, where's your suit from? Say so, yeah Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just like because you look like a bin bag full of yogurt, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Though, yeah, like, don't, all, don't worry yeah. about my suit, honestly. Yeah, just worry, about, just worry about other things in your life because yeah. you're clapped like mental, mental. mental. <laughs> a lot of snobbery around, but that jokes aside that is the kind of stuff that people listening to this will be rattled it may not be in that environment yeah. they'll get rattled left and right by people that yeah. are shaking lumps out of them or trying to have a go at them or trying to pull them under or make them feel inferior like they're not worth something yeah. and they can't achieve something yeah. who are these people? what is their intention?
1: So, I always
2: say if someone doesn't you know in a brutal way if someone doesn't there's friendships but outside of that if someone doesn't save me time, make me money.
0: Do you care what we're we talking about? Yeah,
2: Stop chewing my ear off. Go
0: home. Insane. That's probably an insane, insane outlook to have. It is
1: a good outlook to have that, yeah. to be honest, man. No, but you, you sometimes
2: have to be brutal because you can Yeah, get, that's brutally honest and, though, and isn't and it? And with friendship groups as well, you can get mixed up with people that you could be doing and having the same conversation smoking weed until you're 50. The mm. world's passed you by. Yeah. And I can tell you from my friendship group, I can drive past people now. They've gone, no disrespect. They've gone nowhere. It's yeah. actually sad. And they're still having the same conversations. Who slapped who? Who robbed who? Who did what? Insane. But well, we're not talking 18-year-old kids now. We're talking yeah, 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 30, yeah. mid-30-year-old men.
0: What would you say to, for people who like, you know, who are possibly in these kind of circles and stuff like that that was we just on about, like, what do you think is the best way for them to like, es- yeah, escape right. these circles? Like give them a get, of get up and go. Yeah,
2: like, what, what? I-, I would say, genuinely say to people, subject to people in like, uh, controlling environments or dangerous environments where they can't act. That's a separate thing. But if I would say for most of the listeners, we're not in that situation. Do you, are you happy to be doing what you're doing now in 20 years with the same people? Do you, Is that what you want to do? Because if it is, you can sit in the rut. Mm. 100% go for it. Or what's more important, you having a fake friendship, which ultimately it is if you don't want the same as that yeah. person, yeah. or your future. Like That's, people waste so yeah. many years. Like how many people thought they'd be friends for life with the guy from primary school? Oh, and then went to secondary school, and you're, oh, best mate. That's my best mate. And they snaked you or did something. And you go to uni. Yeah, I love you, everyone, at the end of uni. I don't talk to anyone. Yeah. Like, not in a rude way. They pop up and stuff, but I haven't contributed to my life anymore, but people will get lost in that. And then people do still do that stuff. but And that's fine if they're not holding you back, but if they're having a negative effect on your life, yeah, I mean, get out. I'd rather have no friends, yeah, and be able to control my destination than have 100 friends in a pub every night.
1: I mean, it, it does make total sense like
2: it's uh, wild like yeah. and when you say friends yeah go through things in your life yeah whatever we all go through our own struggles yeah some worse some better whatever yeah but something bad happens in your life and i mean bad watch how many of those people are actually friends yeah and i've been through this process myself personally i lost my dad and i've been through the same process with a number of other people who have been through some nasty stuff or lost friends or lost parents yeah And I can tell you now that I've been on that journey and I've had a number of people that are friends with them and i said, that person is a dead egg. He's a waste of time. Mm -hmm, He's not your pal. Never saw it, never saw it. Shit hits the fan. Cool, mate. Where's that guy? I don't mean where's his money. I don't mean where's that. Where is a message from him? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he might have sent one message because he saw a post on a story on Instagram. Cool, he's done that for clout. Yeah, yeah, yeah where's the daily check-in where's the daily look after where's the pulling you out of bed when you're depressed and you can't deal with a situation anymore nowhere it's not a friend it's a waste of time a waste of resources yeah. do you know what I mean and yeah. I, I, I think people have to get stop worrying about being offending people it's your life hmm. why, 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 are we, why are we tiptoeing around on eggshells for other people's emotions fuck it all get on with your own life like that, that's how I genuinely think like because tomorrow mate you might get you might get the news you got cancer and you got three months to live i've been on that journey
1: yeah
2: then what now what mm. you have to be wow, brutal yeah, yes I, understand. I think you have to be like and I, I think people's mindset is either they're too weak to do it or too scared to do it Why? I don't, I, but maybe if you haven't had that like tipping point in your life you don't yeah, have yeah. the light bulb or if you don't listen to someone talking that's been through something you won't ever have the impetus to do it unless you really believe in the person you're listening to
1: yeah like if you've never put yourself in well never been in that situation yeah. you don't know how to react
2: no. or is the truth of it this you're sat in a group let's say of six friends all of you do bugger all of your life it's chill it's easy you've got no stress and you talk about one of the best things in life you talk about yeah. excelling but actually you're not prepared to do what that takes mm-hmm. so you'd rather stay you actually want to stay in the circle but you're mm-hmm. going to blame the circle for it mm-hmm. oh my friends are holding me back and they're not allowing me to progress but in actual fact it's your own laziness and that's your comfort that's your comfort zone. You actually want to be in that. You're not, you're not, you're not you haven't yeah. got the right mindset to ex- achieve and excel. And you may never have it. Mm. But you're gonna use that as a simple, nice excuse for it. it's convenient. Well, I don't uh, wanna, you know, I don't want to turn my back on him or them. If you had that le- level of energy you required, you would have been gone.
0: Mm. So See, people don't want to really want to go through like pain or like they just kinda of wanna sit in
1: the just company. the easiest no, they option. You always wanna want
0: be like complacent in it. And like realistically, if you want to grow as a person, you know, you mm. want to improve, you wanna become better, you wanna like have a better future you know you kind of have to put yourself in these un- uncomfortable positions nothing's like... that
2: easy like nothing has to be easy and like and also i think like one thing i'll say my mindset is is maybe seen by a lot of people listening to this as extreme and I'm, I'm more than happy with that because it's absolutely fine in life to be sat listening to something do you know what i'm just happy to be here mm-hmm. on this planet i'm grateful to be here every day yeah. that is a gift that's fine And you don't want those things. And that's fine. There's no criticism on that. I would never judge a person. If you want just an easy life, go and do a job that pays enough for you to get the stuff that you need in life to exist and go home. Nothing wrong with that. I'm talking about a person that's moaning about that situation. Yeah, Consistently moaning, blaming everyone else. I want this, I want that, can't do it. That's the person I'm talking about. Not the person that's made a different lifestyle choice because I respect their lifestyle choice. Mm the I
0: suppose you could even say like the people who want all these things but they just like they, they don't understand that like, what's going on or they don't have people that you know obviously like you you kind of telling people you know what they kind of need to do to change because obviously like you know it's either you've either got to figure it out for yourself or you need someone to kind of guide you through it I
2: suppose 100% and I think as well like I think people think that if they speak to someone that's successful they'll give them just a nugget that will then be something they can just absorb like a sponge and go off and suddenly flip this switch Mm. and in a week their situation will be different but that isn't life you'll learn information from different people absorb it and make slow incremental progress and that's how it's going to happen for most Mm. people I can't stand that work smart not hard yeah Yeah. cool if you're a software developer yeah and you create a software or a process that allows that to happen fine Other than that, the only way I ever made a lot of money or as much money as I could, like back then, like three, four grand a month was a lot of money for me, was by combining multiple, multiple jobs, sleeping in a car sometimes between jobs, shift work, but I wasn't allowed to work the hours I was doing in any one of the jobs because it contravened the health and safety and, and HR team were on my case for 16-hour shifts. So I'd go from an early shift working at swimming pool as a cleaner, then I would go off and do something else in the afternoon, maybe the corner shop or whatever else. Then I'd have a night shift working security all night for the rich and whatever people that would... Basically, I didn't have an end time for my shift. I was told, you turn up at this time, the party stops when they finish the yeah, party, yeah? Yeah. And they liked to party and they liked stuff <laughs> that kept them awake all night, a lot of it. So... Then I'd finish at whatever time that was. But normally it was like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Right, head to home, get some food, and then I'm back on a late shift again, like cleaning or whatever. But cumulatively, adding three, well, well over 300 hours a month, I was like smashing it. Yeah. Like I was young, I was doing yeah. three, four grand a month. You know, that was a decent wage for me. I was happy with that. And the only way I could get to that level of money without the qualifications, I wasn't at that point qualified as a barrister and hang on that journey, I was a teenager, was by adding all those together. And the flip side to it was I was working at night. I wasn't spending. I wasn't out drinking. I wasn't taking mm-hmm. drugs. So everything I was earning, the time I'd done, th- I think 320, 340 hour months, there wasn't any time to spend money. Yeah, Perfect. Like, that's my choice. I'm not saying that people should do that. Mm-hmm. But like, so I was earning and I was saving like 99.9% of it. I had like mobile phone bill mm-hmm. and then a little bit of money to give my mum for rent or whatever it was. So I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't yeah. out. So th- that was the flip side to it. Whereas, and a lot of people are like, is how much they earn a month. Well it's equally as important how much you earn and how much you spend yeah 100% but I wasn't getting bottles and you blast and everything, everything stuff. can't you?
0: yeah so what was you doing like with all the money you were saving and stuff like that stacking it stacking it in the it. bank
2: stacking you... it anything those two pound coins bang in the bank <laughs> it was like if that was it it was just stack 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 um, but even to the point with trainers and stuff like I was like well I'm not spending 150 pound a pair of on I'm going down to Wembley Market
1: mm. oh
2: yeah I'm not buying fakes cool But you can't afford the real thing, mate. Yeah, You've just rinsed everything. And you're going to keep doing that all year long to try and look like a baller. And I'm happy to ride my bike in a pair of fake tins. Don't care. Because I want a deposit for a house. And I I know that over time, that's cool. I'm happy with my Wembley specials.
0: So was that that one like, your main goals with like, saving up your money and stuff like that?
1: Was it, like, investing houses and things like that?
2: Yeah, I had, like, a basic idea that, like, like, like most people listen to this, like, we could all agree that property probably will make people money. I Mm -hmm. had that vision that like, I need to get enough money to allow me to take a stepping stone forward to invest in something. Now, back then there wasn't crypto and stuff. There wasn't these other channels of investment. And I was always not risk averse, but it took me a lot of time, blood, sweat and tears to make that money. So I was like bricks and mortar. Yeah. If I can get a flat, (coughs) get a house, rent that. Sorry, booting stuff around the studio. It will go up in value. Yeah. And it will give me a rental, and it will give me money each month, and then I can remortgage that, and yeah. I can go again. And I had like basic grasp of that, and this is like late teens. so I'm just gonna save and save and save and save until I can get that first stepping stone.
0: So, how old was you when like you bought like your first like house or asset or anything? I was like supposed that?
2: to be a little bit younger, and my dad felt at the time I was gonna go for a property. One, my dad fell mm-hmm. ill, and then it left a bit of a void, obviously, in the family and stuff. So, I didn't take the plunge. And it, in retrospect, maybe I should have. Well, no, don't. I couldn't control those situations, but if I had bought earlier mm-hmm. at the time, had that not happened. I'd probably be another couple of properties on yeah. now because I would have had a capital growth for three or, three or so years um, that I left as a sort of period. Um But I'm just trying to think back now, like early 20s? That's good going, isn't it? Yeah, London property though as well. So like, yeah, sure. like you know, it's it's relative, isn't it? But if you've got to find 25% deposit and a one-bed flat in you know, London's late threes, it's not, you know, plus your stamp duties and stuff. You're looking at 100 smackers, lads. Yeah, that's good oh, going. It's not funny. But again, you can start that process anywhere in the country for a fraction of it because you can buy a house for 50 grand or whatever in different areas. So again, people will be like, that was just my choice. I wanted to buy somewhere near in an Mm -hmm. area I knew that had good capital growth and stuff. But again, if that wasn't a possibility for me or not in a period of time that was sensible, I would have done it in an area where the property price was half of that. Mm. So how was you learning about that
0: property and stuff like that? Did did you literally just- Basic,
2: didn't, didn't buy books, didn't pay for courses. I was like, right, what goes up over time? property mm-hmm. ask anyone on this podcast how much their parents paid for the house yeah and what it's worth now yeah very few of them are going to say literally. less yeah 100 yeah. and more. a lot of people will look at people's parents and be like oh your parents are million, man yeah cool but if someone bought a house 40 years ago it might have been 50 grand it might be a mill now literally yeah, literally, yeah? That is does that make them does that make them a millionaire a year on paper does it make them a wealthy person no, no. does in assets asset rich cool but it doesn't mean they're multi- Yes, it's all relative, but the growth rate's been crazy. So yeah. it was just basic. I was like, and I didn't have any background, no family do property or anything like that. I was just like, I think just from basic understanding, yeah, of like
0: it's very common that like, yeah, like
2: uh, it, like most people. I think if you asked, if you ask twenty men between the age of eighteen and forty in the street, can you make good money out of property with a microphone? Definitely, They're yeah. going to say, yeah, 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 property. Yeah, uh, well, it, again, it's like the Ferrari thing, isn't it? Like. Everyone listening is probably like nodding, listening, yeah. I don't know how I know, but you know. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And when everyone was moving out and like going to live in these trendy places and paying all this rent to be cool and move out from home, I was like, Mum, like, I'll sort you rent. I want want to stay here for a few more years. Like, I'm just going to get my head down. I'm going to save and save and save. So, all of those years where people were paying 1,000, 1,200, 1,400, 1600, 1,600 quid to live in Clapham, the cool, trendy place right next to the gang estate that I now work in. Not trendy, it's quite a dangerous place, right? Yeah. Like some of it, but these were just people that wanted to <coughs> live their lives. Make the squandering like 16 grand a year. I can't afford You've done that for four years. There's your deposit mate. Yeah. Go to bed, relax. And again, if you're not fortunate enough to have a parent that can keep you at home or that you can give rent mm-hmm. or pay your way to be at home, I respect that. But again, there's a difference between renting a trendy house in Clapham and getting a nice simple studio that does what you need—a roof yeah. over your head with running water, a fridge and a freezer—and stacking like that. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's all relative, and again, it's how much you want it. Do you want to go off and do all that stuff and then and then moan about it? Yeah. Well, i never. Or, or is it mindset? I'll never be able to buy. People think I'll never be able to buy. It. Okay, cool. So, and in some cases, maybe that is the case. Fine, but I can tell you, out of most of the people in that position that I speak to, they can. Hundred percent. It's not worth do it. Literally in an evening. I've got no money. Put it out your nose, mate. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> literally. It's <laughs> <Just, laughs> as easy as yeah, that. Yeah, literally, like, though. It's like
0: people say. need to just kind of like, it's like you're saying, it's like this mentality that you have. It's like, it's just full of like machine logic mode. Like, you know, it's just like it's this rational This is what, yeah. Thinking. Exactly.
2: But the thing is, as well, what I want to say, as well, and I, I don't, anyone listening to this, look, we all have different setups in life, okay? And some people go through a lot of hardship, and I can tell you, I've worked with people that don't have, don't know a parent. They've been in care since they've been younger and stuff, and that. I know what hard, I can understand that, yeah? So to all those people, the journey is difficult, I get it. But there's still always something that can be done along the way to mitigate. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the people, and i say most of the people that will moan about it in life, and the reason why I'm being quite harsh about it, that it, this, some of this stuff will resonate with people that do do this yeah, stuff. Yeah, 100%. But yet I sat there, oh, I'm struggling, I'm depressed, like I can't do it. But mate, you've got to have a bit of self-help. Then people will help you. If someone comes to me for help, which a lot of people will do, if they're in a pickle and they've had a bad time, I'm going to give you 150. percent If you've helped yourself, and I'll I'll put my, I'll put my hand in my pocket and I'll help people that are close friends and I'll be generous and I'll like if you're that person that's telling me X, Y, and Z, but you're boasting about your new 200 quid trainers, yeah, and you're boasting and I'll never buy this fake and I'll never do that. And do I'm not saying you have to do that, but do anything to help yourself. Yeah. Bang, Or like taking bottles in clubs and spending whatever and posting like I can't align with you i can't feel sympathy or compassion i just don't because you're just so far away from helping yourself that it's a pointless conversation it's a pointless journey with you until you're willing to accept some responsibility it's not even an education thing yeah i suppose it's just yeah. principle at that point isn't it you know what i mean like
0: people obviously they have to be able to yeah like, literally like you,
2: cool if you want to go and do that stuff on the weekend and bang you know whatever people bang up their nose and that, i don't i could not care less yeah do it just don't want to hear the moaning side of it yeah because
0: yeah. you know you can't have your coke cake and eat it there we go there we go some serious grilling but I think it's you know it's what these can't it's, it's what it's what everyone needs to hear realistically yeah it it's is. only it's only like if you get
1: offended too, from that you're probably yeah, that no, person just, just that's doing it like I it is
2: because I think I, I, I watch a lot of it and I listen to a lot of podcasts and I disengage from a lot of it when I think that people talk non-realistic advice they don't talk about the realities of life they want to tell you the glam or no, what do you gotta do, man? You gotta come on my course is a 10 stage, it's a millionaire mindset, man. Just sit there and manifest it, man, and write a journal every night, man. And it's gonna be there on a tree.
0: No the disrespect. No <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. disrespect. You've got to have self belief. But when you're paying in 500 quid to get that information, you're going backwards in life. Mm. That's my thought. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do it, I'm not saying it hasn't worked for people, don't shoot me. I'm just saying please always think about the source of the person and what they're there to get out of what they're telling you. Hundred percent. It's
0: smoke and mirrors. Mm, it's an interesting <laughs> one. It's a very interesting one. It, it, it's, it's almost like a two-way street, really. But you know, I think we'll go on to like after the barrister stuff and stuff like that. You know, more into the journey and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So after you know, obviously you qualified to be a an barrister and stuff like that, how did it go about getting a job? Was you easy? Would you was you easily be able to get a barrister job and stuff like that? No,
2: no, no. no. So w- when you qualify as a barrister, you need something called a pupillage. Mm-hmm. It's like notoriously difficult. It's like probably like you lads with trainers. Like you, you're got hundred people scrambling for one role. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. very difficult, and it's best—not even best man wins. There's a lot of politics behind it. There's a lot yeah. of people that may or may not yeah, be a judge's daughter, of course, who know the family name. There's a lot of stuff, especially in that old pomp and ceremony, that goes on. So, no, I'm, I ended up working for a uh, employed for a firm in yeah. Oxford Street, and I took a paralegal role to start with. But they employ people as barristers in house mm, as yeah. well, so I took that <clears> role and and I was doing anything I was r- running around I was grabbing loo roll for the partners I was uh, working in lockups going through processes of crime so I'd be in a garage for like 8-12 hour shifts in a big jacket going through someone's all their belongings diarising, cataloging it all so it wasn't suddenly like thrust into this amazing legal job yeah. but it was a grind again I worked with countless people that were like oh it's too cold in this lockup I, I can't do this maybe it was too cold maybe they shouldn't have had us there maybe we were in there too long but I was going to grin and bear it mm. like I wanted the job <clears> at the, yeah, you know, yeah, the carrot yeah. was dangled and I wanted that job so again like even at that journey you've done the whole course people said I oh, sod this I'm not doing this I'm not working in these conditions and I was like I'll just get on with it so like I knuckled down and it was there was days where I was like this is wild yeah. like you know like so I was in like self storage units on mm-hmm. my own working through you know when you open a door for something yeah and because it's paid per unit if... everything falls out yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but so you're like you open it everything spills out but I have to work through everything catalogue everything yeah. knowing that I'm not going to get through all of it. So I've got to yeah. repack the whole thing, <laughs> yeah? To go back in another day, to let it all fall out again, so to repack it. So yeah. it was like soul destroying. Yeah. Again, I was <laughs> so like, no, I'm here to do a job. Like, yeah. and I'm not going to be on my high horse. I need to muck in and just get on with it. So I worked for those guys. Then they made me an offer to be an employee barrister to work for yeah. them criminal defense stuff. So I was like, wicked, There's, the, there's the, that's my that's my key. That was worth yeah. the graft. They liked me, took a shine into me. And then my dad felt ill. Um, and I'm not, I won't go into details about that on the podcast, but he, long story cut short, I became a carer for my dad for only a few month period and he passed away. And in that period, and whilst working at a law firm, I created the fitness business. Well, it wasn't a business, it was a blog. Yeah. It was a hobby. And I was running it under the table, doing the same thing multiple, you know, trying to make money everywhere.
1: And so what do you mean my blog was you literally just post posting posting
2: like, so like me and my like twin brother plans. and two other lads that I created the business with we had a little bit of a local following around mm-hmm. where we used to gym, train pub photos whatever yeah. people used to be like mate what do you eat what do you train yeah. what workout do you do what exercise just like general advice yeah. so we is were this like, from, is this on Instagram so originally twitter so back then so we're talking 2013 this is twitter yeah. twitter days heydays yeah. before insta really blew like um so we used to provide advice on there and then we we're like right let's make a blog and just channel people to yeah, yeah. answer the same question repeatedly yeah. in one simple place no business idea at all it's just yeah. like a hobby thing like professionals working in jobs trying to stay in shape let's give people advice obviously yeah. being twins and two sets of brothers it was quite a niche and whatever so anyway so that was that and then after like six months of that my dad's ill. I'm caring for him I'm able to do that work in the hospital but I'm not able to do most of my legal stuff which was front facing or needed to be on the systems or at work and client confidentiality and all that stuff so I really knuckled down and focused on that it gave me something to like switch off and and, and turn my head away from, from the reality of what was like unfolding in front of me um and it was something that I was like motivated by because I was able to look at him and be like, show him what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, and he was proud of that in a moment, but he was on a, on a on a very quick decline. Fit, healthy man. Uh, people are nosy. He, he was diagnosed with cancer. Fit, healthy bloke. Died within three months. Um, anyone that's been on that journey will know that's savage to watch. Anyway, so... I was able to kind of be like right I'm going to nail this like he's proud of it I'm proud of it and I can do this and then he passed away and the law firm was just like long like yeah no no you'll start doing this role and I was like yeah then I had my mum saw it I had so mm-hmm. much stuff going on yeah. and we'd started back then the first digital products that had yeah. been for sale which was the digital training plans which was quite novel back then we were like a market
0: what, what was that leader
2: they? just training just like a simple training plan to follow yeah, bit, yeah, digitally no, yeah. rather yeah, 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 than a tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. personal trainer that was <clears> right at the back of when it all started so what like, year is this sorry. 2013 yeah so then I was like, right, we've got something here. Like so we started to punt those out. They were Word documents back then, but that was that's how it was done, way, mate. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we were just printing money. It was a license to print money. People downloaded them overnight and stuff. And it was like first year was like quarter of a mil. Like. Can you remember how much you were selling them for? I think they started at about thirty nine quid back then. Not bad. But once the product was now. made there was no yeah, unit yeah, yeah. cost, so it was just punt, 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 punt. Along with all the online stuff, keeping in yeah. touch and answering questions and stuff. It wasn't like you know, a free ride, but So then after the first year of that, I was like, I had to make a leap of faith. And all the barristers I was working with were like, I specialised in crime. They're like, there's a real crunch at the bottom. People are running around. There's not much money in it. It's government funded. All the work was going to solicitors who were able to then, basically the barrister, if anyone listens to this, is the man with the wig that talks to the judge. You've probably seen them on on TV, right? So that's what I did. But if you went to a crown court, which is something that's serious enough that you could go to prison for six months Mm -hmm. or more, it used to be that only the man with the wig could speak to the judge. But they yeah. changed the rules, so solicitors, who were the guys that were sat behind the man with the wig, yeah. could then address the judge. So what happened was, jud- barristers were paid per brief. Yeah. So you would yeah. just get paid to go into court, and you were more expensive as an asset. It was more expensive to have me speak than a solicitor. Yeah. So when they changed the rules, all the work went to solicitors because so they want a salary. Yeah. yeah. So like, right, cool, just whack you in that court. You talk for eight hours. You do that. You do that. It was way cheaper. So all the less serious stuff, which is a barrister when you're at the beginning, you're not doing a murder day one,
1: yeah. doing a symbol
2: he slapped him or he's robbed the penny sweet or he's done whatever, went to the solicitors. So it was a massive squeeze at the bottom. Yeah. So I just had all this like negative information in my ear, like, mate, the criminal bar's screwed, you're better off doing family or corporate. I was like, but I didn't enter this journey back when I was a little scallywag. Yeah. I, did, I did this profession because this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm not interested in that, no, no, I'm no, afraid. That no. Like, doesn't get me going. I yeah. need something I'm passionate about. So all of that stuff rolled in, made me take a leap of faith over to the fitness business that was booming. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make this work. And... That was the reality of it. And really, really weirdly, about three, four months ago, I was sat in a prison where I do some work and I looked at the woman opposite me and I was in the holding bay where I was waiting to go through into, into the main prison. And it was a lady and I looked at her and she said, James, and I said, yeah. And it was my boss from the law firm. Wow. Matt. And she said, what have you done? And I said, pipe down. <laughs> that. a young offender, so she knew I was a bit old for it. But I had a long, long chat. It was amazing. She was like, "How? like, I've been on this journey Created this business yeah. and this fitness, but I've gone back to that criminal side of things yeah. that fascinated me. It was a passion and to help people, and we're still totally different worlds now, but we're sat apart in the same prison. I mean, how many prisons are? On, and we still recognise each other. We're talking years now. That's insane. Yeah, I had a long chat and it, it was cool. We help the same people, and she's defence, and I'm doing stuff in there. So it was cool. It was really cool and like a breath of fresh air. And she respected yeah. the journey, and you know, she 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 remembered me, and and we had some good times. and We had some funny fun, funny stories, but yeah. It was uh, it was quite a cool moment
0: to be there. I cool. like it. Yeah. So obviously, like when you were like took the leap to quit, um, your yeah. job and stuff like that. was you was you obviously you was making money from yeah, yeah thing yeah. at the time. So what what was it the reason was? Was you just like I mean, well obviously you knew that obviously the baris the baris thing was kind of going a bit out mm. the window. You decided to take it over, but was there any other things that like made you like push towards doing your own like your own company and stuff like that? Yeah,
2: I, th- I think. A lot of people sit there in a job and think, right, when's the right time to leave? For me, it was like I wasn't leaving anywhere until I knew I was financially secure and my yeah. business was making enough. I would never a lot of people are like, entrepreneur, you've got to take risks. Nah, not if you're not eating, mate. Yeah. yeah like so. yeah. not if you're not if <laughs> yeah. the not if water water's turning up, you can't have a crap. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's a problem. Yeah. So you have to be like logical about it. And everyone's time's different when they can make that leap of faith and have different responsibilities. But um, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to build my own business. I wanted to be my own band. And the whole point of being a barrister was that you, are kind of, you were kind of independent. Yeah. You could go and be in free and do your own thing. Um, but the, the barrister job that I was going for was to be employed within a firm. So it was a little bit more structured yeah. as opposed to kind of being freelance, which is kind of the other way people do it, um, out of his ch- chambers. So yeah, I, I wanted to. Did I think it was my destination? Could I have told you that? No, never would have seen that coming. Never, never would have thought that I'd be sat here talking about that stuff and that's the journey I would have gone on never but it doesn't make it right or wrong no Uh, like 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 people have life mapped out but life changes in a split second like 100 um and you can have an idea of it but yeah i mean i don't think that's wrong i I think people i I do think some people are dreamers and throw away you know good roles and jobs too early i think that happens and they see a lot of stuff online they get gassed up and they think yeah yeah, I need to, I can make millions. Like, sod the job, sod the security, sod everything, I'm going to do this. And I think a lot of people may be influenced by, like, stuff that isn't very accurate online. And that's what I'm saying about online. It's not really like, suited
1: towards them, I think. Like, they're not putting themselves in the in the right position where that person is saying this motivational quote or this motivational thing. Yeah, like, and, they're, and
2: they're buying into someone at 100% and, like, oh, that's what I'll do. Like, yeah. that's what he's done. But you and I know, and you've done enough of these things to know that, like, what people say and what they've actually done often don't align, mate. Like so. So, a lot of so, time. Yeah, and that, and that, and that's the irony and the sad thing about it. So a lot of people will throw away a decent decent situation mm-hmm. to follow a dream that's not real.
0: Like you said, like, the be- like, obviously, like you did as well, the best thing that these people can do if they do want to, like, get a breakaway eventually, it's just, like, started on the side. Like I said, like, you know, like you was doing grinding the job out even Mate, more, you know, 100% when, you, when you come out of work, grinding it out when run you Run them up.
2: until you physically cannot. And I'm when so, I don't yeah. mean, oh, it's too much, I mean, you are fried and yeah. you cannot do any more. That's your point to go. Yeah, Yeah. So. You know, or you someone dangles a contract in your face for your side hustle and says, yeah, it's a 160 grand contract. You know what your salary is and you're going to cut. Because you've got a the security there signed, sealed and delivered. Like, cool, that situation. But that's the reality isn't going to be like that clear cut for most Literally. people. Run them both. Oh, but I'm having to work evenings. Get on with it. Yeah, Do you think fun. when you run, own your own company you're, you're going to clock off at five? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Good no luck, way, mate. No. What's Literally. a Sunday and a Friday? It's all the same. Like, like, it doesn't sleep. Oh, I want to make money from social media. All right. Sign the dotted line it's today because it's 24-7, mate. It's not a 9-5. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can tell you, I've been, on, I've been online and working every single New Year's and Christmas Day for the last eight years with the business because it's, it's our insane. biggest time of year. I can imagine. So,
0: like, literally, we've done about this before. It's like, you know, if people say like, escape the 9-5. It's like, run your own business and that. But that's not like the biggest load of shit ever. Like, yeah. you fucking count yourself in, mate. Fucking way more than a 9-5. Mate, when you press days. that button
2: and move over, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then, and again, like, we have to talk about it in the way that most people listening to this will find their life. Like they will go from the bottom and creep up. Oh, but look at so and so; he's doing it. He doesn't touch social media. He's got a team. Cool. It's costing him half a million quid a year. It's 100%. taking him a while to get there to have a team, a customer yeah. service team of people, and he's sat in the moldies watching it all. Yeah, that's 100%. That can happen. It does happen. I'm far from that. Yeah, 100%. yeah. And that may never materialise. Not because I'm not driven. Not because I'm not passionate. Nope. But I'm realistic about life. So that's not the reality like you're you're trying to like it's like saying oh, i want a nice car i'm going i'm going to buy a chiron tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> like let's crawl it is exactly that yeah. Let's cruel like we can talk about walking then we'll look at usain bolt's 100 meter time and then we'll get there like, yeah. but like but believe be aspirational but just have a like have a sensible radar yeah, and like doesn't mean you're not aspirational but realism is important because it will financially destroy people I'm that person so.
1: and, in the Maldives has probably done every single job that they've hired for anyway so it's not exactly. like they've literally just like come in and mate. fucked and, and off and that, like to the Maldives and person in the
2: Maldives may actually be someone that was allowed to start a business had the luxury of the time and the infrastructure given to them by a family business in the background
0: Yeah, like you
2: don't know what goes on behind these things but often it's not I'm not saying it's not because a lot of people have done amazing things for nothing but not all of them will be what you think so don't follow their so. blueprint because if that blueprint worked for everyone we would all be doing it that person that that's
1: word. saying that shit as well is probably like gonna say that and then straight back, straight to the ninety five, not gonna make a change about it and that's Yeah, the exactly,
2: thing, right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. There's there's too much wallop. There's too much there's too much smoke and the mirrors. Yeah, there is a lot of smoke. It's in about mirrors. like I think one thing
0: is me and Jay were about this on the way up, it's like, you know, realistically how far you wanna take it. It's up to the amount of devotion you want to put in. Realistically, if you are like, if you want to devote your whole life and sacrifice everything, then you probably can do uh, most of the things that you want to do. But it's like how much devotion do you actually want to put in, how much do yeah. you actually want to sacrifice, and I think you do need to find some kind of balance between. Hundred percent. we seeing like you yes, know, what you think, and what do you think about that? Like you know, work-life balance and Mate, like you know, hundred
2: percent. I put my own hands up. I like I, I got to a point in life where I just worked and worked and worked seven days a week was normal. But mm-hmm. yeah. like I was, I used to get up and be like, people like, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I just worked, to worked, to worked, worked and I still will. But now like, and it depends where you are in life and it depends what you're doing and what commitments you have. Like I don't have children like at this point in my life. So I'm a bit more free to do you yeah. know, what I want to do. But you know, like for instance, if you're in a personal relationship, like if you're not in a relationship, working the weekend is cool. Cause yeah, yeah, yeah. you just, just work where I work. But like, you know, enter a relationship, you're like, I don't really want to be working my Saturday and Sunday and I don't see my partner or whatever so things come along the way that will influence your behaviour does that mean I'm not devoted to business? no does it mean I'm not aspirational? no does it mean I appreciate or I've had balance now shown to me? yeah and I think that's perfectly normal and you know you'll sit and ask Tom I, I can sit and say to Tom mate all the cars all the houses everything yeah. you've got He say, I'm a dog yeah, he always he says that says, and, and he's really not fronting well. he genuinely is content yeah. with crisps and a sofa yeah and I think if you lose sight of that and you can't sit there, and like I said to you at the beginning, like I genuinely mean it. I get up in the morning, people are moaning about stuff and people are demotivated and stuff. I'm like, mate, are you breathing this morning? If you're breathing, I don't want to hear moaning from a starting point. You can have a gripe, but you've got five minutes to talk to me about that. Any more of that, don't worry about it. And if you don't understand what life's about, go and sit in a trauma ward. Go and sit in a cancer ward. Go and sit even in a prison with lifers. Just do something and recalibrate your brain because you're not switched on properly it's not a healthy mindset if you're sat there moaning about things that don't matter in life you need to see what life can be like and if you're sitting there and then you're listening to this and you're sitting there feeling a little bit low and a bit like you haven't achieved and you're a failure go and take yourself to one of those places volunteer your time and offer it and watch what true satisfaction in life is because it doesn't always have a m- number next to it i can tell you the stuff i've done in my life that's the most rewarding hasn't been paid a lot of the, the rehabilitation work and stuff I do at the present. Those yeah. moments where I've seen men come out of gangs from life-threatening situations, their families, see them come home in their uniform, everyone's crying, that's that's satisfaction. So it doesn't have to be money. Yeah. But until your eyes are open to that, if you're just chasing just a pound sign or just a car or just a whatever, you will be unhappy. Because yeah, in your head, that's all there is to be. But you're not even realising what it is to be alive and that's mental. And a lot of people on social media are like that.
0: Hundred percent. Like,
2: so- that, that, that's seriously, like, you are at that point. I think, like, genuinely, you are unwell. Yeah, you are. You're
1: stuck in social media. Yeah, like, that point. <laughs> you you know what what I mean, like, crazy.
2: is like, and we, like, there are situations in life we can't control, but in my head, I'm like, is my brother all right? Like, I don't really have much family, but is my brother okay? Is he fit and healthy? Is my mum fit and healthy and okay? If yes, it's a good day. Yeah. Everything else is a bonus. Like, I had, I've had some stuff happen in the last few months, like, just annoying stuff, like, Like one of my, something I own got smashed to pieces in Storm Eunice. Smashed to pieces, 23 gram damage. I was like, I'm going to give myself five minutes to deal with this Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking raging. Yeah. But any longer than five minutes, I will punch myself in the face and say, What are you money about? It's materialistic. It's glass, it's doors, it's panels, it's wheels. So what? Yeah, I mean, I can be annoyed. But I can't get into it too deep because yeah. it's not that bad. 100%. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people sure. have to have a brain that, you know, whether you're born with it or not, like you have to be able to rationalize things yeah. and think A, B, C, and D. And if you're sitting there and you can't do that and you want to own your own business, good luck. Yeah. Because there will be bad days. And if you can't put things in the categories, and as all men sat in this room, you know what the biggest stress in and, and what leads to the biggest stress is, is financials. And Most blokes will tell you if they're going to find themselves in a dark place, it's to do with money. quite often yeah other things as well but quite often if you look at stats money will be the contributing factor and when you own your own business nothing's guaranteed if you sit in an employed role and you finish at five and you clock off you're getting your salary mate you're getting your furlough so consider that because if your mindset's not someone that's willing to take that stress or able to process it I genuinely would not reconsider not saying don't do it but really strongly think about it 'Cause it yeah. will meddle with you and it will put you in a position where your health is compromised. And
0: there's no doubt that these like, times are gonna come. Like, especially if you're they in a will. business and like they you will. probably know yourself from your own business, like there is no doubt that this, this time will t- to come upon you oh, soon. It's like, not if it's when.
2: Literally. Win. And stuff out of awesome. control. Like and it, even if it's not even financial stress, it's just oh sorry so it's not turned up to work, right stress, yeah. that's there, I haven't got enough staff there, <laughs> customers booting off, parcels being lost, that's gone there, this has gone there, right, ring, 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 right mate, I can't work for you anymore. I had a conflict of interest, okay, okay. fine, cool. Like it doesn't stop. No literally it, it, like it won't stop that society like like, so suppliers falling through whatever it is you will have it and when you sit in an employed role and you sit there looking at people on in Instagram and think oh but he's free to make money fine maybe they are an influencer maybe the whole life is just travelling and blogging cool but that's a very small fraction of reality like people can do that but most business owners don't have that they might not put up when they're up at two in the morning beside themselves can't sleep stressed with work probably won't it's not cool
0: 100%. why would you feel and, like an idiot. And even like for influencers and stuff like that, you know, chances are these influencers like not that they're gonna go nowhere, but there's a chance that they can fall off as well, and then they're back to fucking yeah, square 100%. one, yeah, and you know they're fucking in the same situation as the business owner, flapping, you know, stressed as fuck. Like it's just part of the game, and I suppose life is just kind of like that. It's just ups and downs like the whole time. Yeah, and if ready, you like,
2: haven't, like, if you haven't got that like fallback position where you're like, I can be content with little. I can be content with the basics in life, and I appreciate being alive and I'm happy and content as a human that's breathing and healthy and got my family around me. It, it, it,
1: you're it's going yeah, it to so really, be a, t-
2: really a, t- a ton of bricks on your head. Like, and, and that's the problem. And I think like Tom and I would happily say, like every single time, I've, I've never lost sight of reality. Never. But people consume it. And even people that consume Instagram, and often maybe it is the people that are in full-time work and they consume it and they buy into everything and they just get absorbed into it. It's a game. The Social media is a game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. please, it's not life. No, it's a... <laughs> like, think about all the things that are going on in the world, like, and you just don't have a clue because you're just in the screen. It's mental. Like, I had to be in hospital for a week, not for myself, and my mum was poorly last week. I just go somewhere and just realise like outside of the screen what the hell is going on in one small bit of one bit of London on a daily basis. People coming in, stabbed, shot, run over, limbs hanging off. Like, it, like, and then you're sat there going, oh my God, have you seen so-and-so on Love Island's done this? (laughs) it is. Fine if you're happy and that's a little bit of your day, but if that's like consuming you, Yeah. put, put it, and I would say as well, if you don't need social media for work, question it. Yeah. Or if it's messing your head up, park yeah. it.
0: Hundred percent. I think
2: there's some. I need it for work. Yeah. Yeah. And what a lot of what I do and post might not look like an advert and isn't an advert, but it's part of being present. Yeah, 100%. It, it is. You know? But it's an ordeal. It is an arduous thing. I don't want to go out and put up stuff and show people what I'm yeah. doing all the time. I don't want my personal life like necessarily yeah. like rubbed through social media. It's not mm-hmm. enjoyable.
1: There's 10 posts before that advert, literally. Yeah, I lose yeah, Literally
2: Yeah, like... you know how it works. So, like, it, it, yeah, I think I think is a demon for a lot of people and wastes a lot of time and gives false perceptions. Mm.
0: Have people like compare themselves to other people. That's one thing I found is people are like comparing themselves to all these other things like seeing things that other people have, they don't have. And then it kind of puts them in like a bad place. And that's like a bad thing with social media. You know, it's it's more of like a consumer side. It's like the worst point that it is. It, yeah, it is.
2: And obviously my main business is fitness and people compare themselves from a, from a physique and a body perspective and what have you. And like, we actually started a business based on that where it was like, a lot of the images of male physiques and a large audience base of ours is men, was like steroid using performance enhanced drugs using men, which then sent to other men that were trying to get into mm-hmm. a certain physique. They just got demoralised. Like, but they yeah. didn't know the clarity, they didn't see that these people were doing that. Oh, I'm not dedicated. They were harsh on themselves, it was upsetting them. They didn't have the light bulb, they didn't have the education, the knowledge. It messes their heads up. You know? And like you're saying, comparing yourself to other people online, but you you're comparing to what you see yeah but no, what literally. you see is a snapshot of their life literally. Yeah. you don't know what's going on in their backgrounds it's probably not hunky-dory literally you know? like i said
0: especially if they're running a business you know there's fucking a million and one things going wrong as yeah. but insane absolutely insane but with lnd with LDMN, and DNM and yeah. stuff like that what like what is that like, the main purpose and stuff of it like, yeah
2: so it was originally started by us as twin brothers and a set of brothers which was just like this is the realistic side of the fitness industry. The fitness industry, as you know, you buy a tub of protein, you look at a person on a poster, doesn't take a genius to work out that the protein powder doesn't make them look like that. Yeah. Mm. It's it's either performance enhancing drugs quite often. And we were like, look, we're four professional lads, we're in full time jobs. Like we don't eat chicken, broccoli, and rice every five hours. Like, like this is what you can look like and this is what you can balance and this is how you can you you know, yeah. this is the realistic expectation for what we would call is like a, a regular person. Yeah, And that's why we started it. So it's really to empower and enable as many people as possible to go on their own journey to get to where they want to, but in a way that's realistic, balanced, crucially, with their life that they enjoy. But ultimately also focus on health as well, because so many people, by doing and taking these little avenues off and taking whatever people do do, are destroying their health as well. And then their mental health and everything else. So yeah, it's the digital side of our business. The training side is to allow people to go on that journey with with trusted people to do it, tried, tested, and proven by us. We've been doing it eight, well, yeah, over eight years.
1: Um, Is that still the same mission today? Yeah,
2: hundreds of thousands of people worldwide have completely transformed—not how they necessarily just how they look, but how they feel, their mental health—and done it with a reputable you know, group of people that have been able to do that with our personal, like my personal, like so when I've come here, I've been talking to clients all the way here. Round o'clock support to help people to get to it from from a voice that they know they can trust. And then the business is diversified. We have supplements, we have clothing, we have education. So we run the personal training courses in central London for people that want to go and you know, either learn for their own knowledge or create a business off the back of it. Um, And then I also deliver those courses in prison. Um, I deliver it to people who've just come out of prison in different environments. Um, I mentor young men that have come out of prison to go into work in the fitness industry. So it's really, really diverse. Um,
0: So is that like your sole focus at the moment, like helping people obviously in these like, unfortunate positions and stuff like that as well as like running
2: yeah so it's it's an arm of the business if you like um and i'm doing some stuff hopefully with the metropolitan police in london like gang violence is horrendous and just trying to find other areas and opportunities for predominantly young men with with what we do to make a difference and go along a route and be shown a route um two of the men that work with me on those projects the work for london muscle who have become lifelong friends of mine have been on that journey themselves um, like really inspirational characters. like So they assist me in that as well. And we go on a mission to kind of bring people in, take them under our wing. And, and you know, I've got over like 30 men in full-time work out of my own pocket and I've made a penny. It's cost me tens of thousands. Of but I find it fulfilling, genuine fulfilling. Yeah, genuinely yeah, yeah and, and with the social media side of things, I'm able to use that so a lot of employers <laughs> find me credible and trustworthy and, and know who I am for my business and stuff. So that's a, I'm enabling them to get work off the back of my reputation, so I'm able to use social media for good in order to do that, rather than just, you know, like adverts and like other stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like less fulfilling. Um, so yeah, no, it's cool. It's really cool.
1: So is the education side the biggest side to from
2: from a from a sales, If I was to exit the business and want to sell the business, selling the business with the educational arm would be the would be the most. Profitable, yeah, definitely. As a, as a reptile educational provider um, with an industry-renowned reputation to provide a whole list of qualifications, yeah.
0: And who's involved in that? Is it just you and...
2: So, like, from my, my brother's obviously co-owner of the business with me, but from an operational side, it's me. Um, and then I've got a couple of other men that work with me on that. Um, that so I kind of head that up at the education side with me, yeah. Mm. But pretty much just me from an operational side now
1: in the business. Is it all working remote? Um
2: so the teaching side of things is face-to-face sorry that took me a while to think yeah. so the education side isn't remote no like it's attendance days we teach up in canary yeah. wharf in in london um but everything else is on the hoof yeah remote. apart from obviously when i go into prison that's not remote yeah, yeah. um so but anything that's educational is less re- obviously not remote um we do do some stuff remotely and the rest is on the hoof yeah mm. well this isn't going
0: for about an hour and 15 yeah. now an I um, don't know how long an episode is yeah it's probably usually about this time yeah so do you want to wrap it up here or do you want to keep going
1: so Jay are you got anything else that you want to speak about James
2: um, I'm just trying to think because a load of followers and obviously we've answered a lot of the questions yeah, lot of them? Yeah, yeah, a, a lot through of, through them. of yeah. followers yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: we just ping some off quick time if you just
2: do you want to do like a five minute Q&A cut yeah, me yeah. off when yeah. we do that cool let's have a little look Um. there we go one second let's go through these you've been to the gym today I actually did this morning because yeah. I was doing this um, this yeah. evening, so my usual institutionalized time to go to the gym was changed. Uh,
0: What's your routine well, actually yeah, like? Yeah. But what what is What's my schedule? I honestly yeah. reckon
1: first, when I wake up in the morning, I'll, I'll, I'll like, yeah. obviously through I'll go through
2: as I always am like, gym's actually two hours ago. It's the energy in the morning. The coffee is like, bosh, bosh, it's yeah Let's talk. Let's talk about that quickly. Let's talk yeah. about motivation and discipline because yeah. it's yeah. something that's a buzzword at the moment, and I'm fed up with people being lazy slobs and moaning. Yeah. So this is how it is. I don't get up every morning. And think, yeah, come on, <laughs> like, yeah, come on, like, You, I'm a human, you know out of bed. Some days I get up and think, oh fuck this. Like, I'm human, but yeah. that isn't an option to stay in bed. So I'm up. I'm whatever. Routine is cliche as it sounds. Having a routine. Yes, I'm the man with the coffee. I stir a coffee. That's nothing more than just to show people how routine I am in the morning don't care I'm not showing off my china mugs yeah. that's for other people that are watching me to be like cool the geezer's up and uh, I'm yeah. laying in bed feeling sorry get, get up like it's to show other people like that in order to have whatever I'm posting on my social media a Bentley or whatever the good things that I drive maybe once a month isn't done by laying in bed wallowing do you know what I mean eating toast and marmite like get up get it sorted so I have a routine I get up I have a coffee I work from home so predominantly from home so I'll always get up and I'll be like right what do I need to do emails I don't need to sit and feel sorry for myself I get up I go outside whether it's raining whether it's whatever I go out and I walk around a park and I do all my remote stuff that's urgent get that nailed so I've left the house I'm changed because a lot of people roll out of bed they don't bother getting changed sleep in their eye bogeys hanging out their nose just feeling just all a bit lethargic and like no brace up get the cold water in your face get out yeah sort out well it's raining we'll put a Mac on shut up iPhones waterproof what's the problem like everyone will make an excuse for things yeah so I do that might not want to but I'll do it Yeah. yeah and I do it every single day and then once i've done that i come back and i work from laptop whether it's you know or or on a meeting or wherever i'm doing but i'll do what i need to do for the day as a desk job would be yeah then in the evening when i finish work i will go to the gym i will force myself to cycle to the gym why because i want to do some more exercise why because it keeps my mind in check keeps me energized you probably realize that the less you do or the more time you spend sitting around the more tired you feel yeah Yeah. i don't get that feeling because i don't sit around I'm constantly on the move so yeah. I cycle to the gym smash the gym cycle home finish some work eat some grub go to bed repeat well, like, easy. but it's a routine and and the thing is it's not motivation this is what's wrong motivation is the person that would 100% of the time be motivated to jump out of bed and be buzzing to be there and yes 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 that isn't the case with any there's no human that's 100% yeah, motivated 100 of the time yeah. it's not possible it's a lie if same there are because it's not you have good days you have bad days you might feel tired you might feel sad you might feel angry that's life like you know, And people have it a lot harder than all of us sat in this room. So get up. And then the discipline is the bit of the body where I'm saying to myself, I don't want to cycle in this pissing rain. I probably don't. I'm not sat there yeah. licking the rain going, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Like I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> I have a bit. But I'm like, you know, it might yeah, have yeah. an option because the day that I don't do it I won't do it the next day yeah, yeah. Uh, that isn't that 100%. is non-negotiable for me I'm not, not doing it Like, and it's my health and it's and with the whole links to mental health as well and I, I feel deeply sorry for people that genuinely struggle with mental mental health through no fault of their own of which there are many and I, and I respect that situation but I would say again out of friendship groups of people that have an issue with mental health they're either abusing recreational drugs so that's the first trigger so no self-help there they're just smashing drugs and going I feel depressed cool, I'm going to tell you one thing. Try not doing it. Let me know how you feel. Yeah? Then I might talk to you about it. Otherwise, I can't help it. Yeah, yeah. And then second of all, might not want to be a fitness freak like me. Cool, get it. Call me a meathead, whatever I am. I've been through some dark situations. I've never struggled with depression. And I owe that to the fact that when times got dark and when I was watching, you know, my my dad dropped dead, basically. I was training because it was it was an escape. And that kept my brain in check. I didn't have any energy left to be sad, angry, depressed I just yeah. smashed myself 40 miles a day on a bike caring for him training twice a day would I say that's the right thing to do? there's no right or wrong in that situation but one thing that's been consistent in my life is exercise and it's kept my brain yeah. in check it's given me that discipline yeah. and 21 days or so of, of sticking to a habit becomes routine you yeah. want it to become to the point where it's like okay that's that's the norm now if you do it for a week and fall off it will be hard Yeah. because so. you haven't installed it in your life and like today, life does change. I get that. I'm not like a robot, but okay, fine. Well, I'll go to gym at six o'clock this morning because I'm coming here in the evening. Yeah. And if I come here in the evening, I don't really want to go to the gym at nine o'clock at night. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: But if I had to go at nine, I go at nine. It's not problem. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, some people have kids and whatever. So the discipline thing is: don't start looking for it online. Don't try and find it in a quote. Don't look on a tree for it. Get in your own brain and sort yourself out. Look after yourself and do it for yourself because no one else is gonna do it for you. you can't buy it. Like. People were looking for, you know, like in the nicest, respectful way. People messaging me, asking me, "How'd do you do it?" Yeah, I've given you a clue of how I do it. Now it's to you, over to you. The ball's in your court. I'm playing tennis. I've served you the ball. Sort yourself out, yeah. And it, 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 you always need someone on your shoulder, sitting there in your living room, saying, "Hang on, mate. I thought you were moaning about that yesterday. Get up off the sofa. What's your reason? Unless you're incapacitated and you can't. You got, yeah.
1: You've got, like, yeah. This you've got is you've
2: it got in you. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no answer for it. It's just so." Drives me mad actually. <laughs> that actually drives me mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because I bought honest, most people listen to this, like just have a little full and frank conversation with yourself. Yeah. Just have a little chat with yourself, yeah? Oh but it was raining or it was this or it was tired or I hadn't eaten. Don't I genuinely don't care. Yeah? You can do it. Don't message do me it about if it, you can do it. If you can't, fair. Yeah. But those lists of excuses are few and far between. Like, do you know what I mean Mate, sure. if I wake up in the morning I feel tired yeah I'll go to the sink I'll fill it full of cold water and I'll throw it in my face tell me you don't feel awake after that <laughs> do I want That's cold it. water in my face no Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> not a freak <laughs> but I know that I've got stuff to do for the yeah, day exactly. I can't be sitting there yeah, yeah, yeah. bogey eyed like feeling sorry for myself I've got to get up and get on it that, you know what I mean so
0: I'm keep constantly motivated
2: just routine do you do routine be, and consistency you, yeah. yeah and also just be realistic like if it's fitness or whatever which a lot of people are asking me about well you don't need to train for two hours a day like you can train in 20-30 minutes if you've only got 20-30 minutes yeah. so it's about making a schedule that's realistic for your life your life yeah. might be different to my life I like, only spend 30 35 minutes in the gym yeah and like i said before no one is motivated no one's fucking pops out of bed every
0: day no. and thinks, yeah fucking gonna kill this every single day you know you just gotta stay consistent in it that'll yeah. fill up the days i mate,
2: think about it yeah when your alarm goes off at 3 30 in the morning to go to ibiza yeah you don't even though you're buzzing to go wherever you're going you don't get up going yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you put it up in your stories like you are you're like oh fuck this yeah, like do yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> but Funnily enough, you'll find the energy to go and do that when you go on a holiday. So you can get
1: up at that time. Have you got any future plans for where you want to take the brand now? Or-
2: yeah, so yeah, that's interesting actually. So for, for the fitness business, I want to continue to grow what I'm doing, continue to branch out the rehabilitation work I do, working hopefully with the Met in London and, and branching that side of things out. I'm really passionate about growing that and fundamentally helping a lot of people. And then other slight roles, I'm trying to take on roles within internally within other companies that are growing. Um, to basically enable them to go on that progress themselves yeah. and sit within a number of other companies, maybe people that I do some influencing work with them, yeah, yeah. but not just as the puppet that sat there going, Hi guys, like, here's this product, it's great value and whatever, which incidentally I do only promote things I actually buy into myself, yeah. but have a slightly more superior, not superior, but involved role than that. So I'm like, Okay, cool, I can say all that stuff for you on camera. Like internally okay fine let's network with this person let's get a product into their hands let's do this and let's have more commercial engagement rather than just being a spokesperson for the brand like online so i've taken on two roles recently doing that which are, are probably best not to discuss but yeah uh, so it's, it's a more focused involved role and sit within i'd like to sit on the board of other companies could be motivational stuff it could be getting yeah. their staff it could uh, be talking yeah. to stuff it could be any role but something where i feel like i've got a commercial role within
1: yeah. a vehicle
2: rather than just being a puppet yeah
1: yeah I like
0: it. any more questions
1: no, I think that's... You've absolutely smashed it, mate. Yeah. Thank you for having me. A lot it's of a inspiration.
0: Yeah. And a lot of inspiration. And a lot of, like... A lot of things I feel like a lot of people need to hear. Just even stuff about, like, the motivation. Like, no one... Like you said, like, you know... You're not fucking buzzing to get up every day in the morning. But it, like... every On your story. And, like, not might seem that way. But, like, you know... It shows that you're just relentlessly doing it. So people must think that. But
2: Yeah, you know. no. I, I, do you know, I just think more... That's what we've lost with social media. A lot of it. Yeah. Or you have to pick and choose who you follow... But if someone doesn't tell you how it is, truthfully, well, you're not to know. You're going to think. So like, I'll give you an example for fitness people, last thing. You will watch someone that goes on stage yeah, in a a fitness competition, right? And they will put up that they eat chicken, broccoli and rice every day, whatever it is, and they haven't touched a piece of chocolate, yeah? And that's why they look like a machine, yeah? Well, if I gave you two boys a bar of dairy milk a day, you'd be shredded. Why? Because you're under-eating.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So does chocolate make you too fat? No. Chocolate in itself does not make you fat. Yeah? But what these guys will do, not all of them, they'll put up those meals and you'll sit there and go, Oh, he's not eating chocolate for 16 weeks. I'm weak. Mm. He's stronger than me. He's disciplined. I'm a loser. That's why he's shredded to fuck on stage. Shit. Or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah? yeah, yeah. And so you will get lost in that war. Yeah. And you'll beat yourself up about it, thinking, Oh, cool, I'm not that guy. Like I haven't got what he I haven't got the minerals. Like, and you'll feel inferior. It's not why he looks like that. That's the smoke and mirrors he's given yeah, you. Because yeah. now you're off scent. You're not going sniffing around what's in his cupboards and what's been injected in his ass. Mm. You're off the scent now. Because yeah, you, yeah, 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 like, yeah. you fell at like the first hurdle, mate. You're mush. And apply that principle outside of fitness to anything. Look at what someone's doing. Look at the purpose of why they're doing it. Look at your life. Look at what's realistic. And if you sit there feeling upset about it, unless it's what you just listened to from me where I'm telling you some hard facts, don't get disheartened by it. Because it will hold you back. And it'll be the perfect excuse not to go and do the next thing you need to to go to where you want to, won't it? Fucks. I like it. Absolutely. I nice. know I'm going to shut the fuck up now.
0: Anyway, pal, yeah. thank you very Thanks much for coming me, on, lads. mate. Thank yeah, inspirational, mate. We'll give it Appreciate that one. It.
2: Give it that one. Invoice in the post, lads. <laughs> <laughs> As always. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah, we'll leave it there. Perfect, boys. Bosh. Thank you. Perfect.